Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure in my last podcast or one of the other last ones, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start uh, doing podcasts again. And then a lot of time went by and I didn't. So I'm hoping that this time I actually mean what I'm saying. Um, So yeah, I have some plans for, you know, going forward, things that I want to talk about related to like training and nutrition and mindset and everything. Um, And so today, that's kind of going to be the topic. Um, So like training, kind of knowing when to push, uh, when to pull back and the mindset aspects of that as well, because sometimes you may, you know, need to push yourself more than you're mentally um, comfortable with, but physically you can um, and you should. However, there's other times where if you just keep pushing yourself, like every single training session for like, you know, very long periods of time, um, you can just like run into some kind of issues um, and they're not bad issues, but sometimes you need to take some steps back in order to take more steps forward. But the taking of the steps back can be a mind fuck, (laughs) especially if you have that kind of personality uh, like me, where you're kind of like, you'll push yourself like to the limit Um, And then even then, you'll still question, did I have more to give even if you know you didn't? Um, That's just like how my thought process is uh, for me. And so I'm kind of going to talk about, you know, my personal recent experience with this um, and kind of just go back and take you through what that looks like. And then I'll give you, um, you know, as the listeners... If you are someone who is really into training and nutrition and stuff like that, you know, I'm going to give you guys some tips to kind of navigate this through your own um, training and, uh, you know, protocols and stuff so that you can manage your um, biofeedback because that's really, really, really important. Um, And being able to like advocate for your own body and like listening to listening to your body. Um, I think that the the phrase listen to your body has so many different meanings and some of them are good and some of them are not so good. So like what are some like not so good? You should just listen to your body things. Um, so like in my opinion, as a coach, um, when I work with clients, especially when they're just starting out, Um, everything that we're doing is the opposite of listening to your body, the opposite of being intuitive. Um, And because it's about building habits that were not there before. And if they weren't there before, it's obviously not something that your intuition can lead you to. Um, I mean, if you think about it, like pretty much everyone who does not track their macros and does not follow a structured training program is doing things intuitively. They're intuitively eating, they're intuitively moving or lack thereof. And for some people, that's just not going to work um, when you have goals, you know? Um, so like, if I, like, I would never be able to intuitively eat in a fat loss phase because um, I have a very large appetite, so that wouldn't work, <laughs> you know? I would not be able to eat in a calorie deficit in order to facilitate fat loss because 
that's not intuitive. Uh, the body just wants to stay put where it is. Um, and, you know, same goes for a bulking phase. Um, it's hard for me sometimes when I'm like not hungry. In fact, I'm like slightly kind of nauseated at the fact that I have, you know, X more carbs and fats left to eat. Um, I, I enjoy, you know, like protein, proteiny foods. Like I love tofu and seitan and like, I love that kind of stuff. So it's not, it's actually not a problem for me to, you know, hit my protein. Um, but if I hadn't, you know, built up to that, the amount that I eat now, and if I hadn't tracked my protein for all this time, it would be very difficult for me to hit the amount that I do now. Um, so yeah, so um, in, I feel like, you know, it's okay to intuitive eat. Uh, I think that might be a great end goal um, when it comes to, you know, living a healthier and sustainable lifestyle. I think working up to that point is really, really a very positive thing to do. Um, you know, as long as you're not like, you know, a um, like a competitor uh, competing for the purpose of a particular physique. Um, in that case, intuitive eating is probably not going to be the best option. Um, but if you just want to, you know, um, kind of improve your body composition and, uh, live a healthier, sustainable lifestyle, um, then intuitive eating and intuitive training might not be the way to start. Um, I think, you know, building the foundation of understanding food, what's in it, um, you know, calorie density um, and macros, because your macros, like, that plays a big role in, you know, physique development, physique maintenance, because um, a lot of people intuitively under eat protein, um, and then you throw in weight training, and um, that's not a great thing to do um that's not going to facilitate your recovery and uh growth um and you know so just getting these habits in place first um you just have to build the foundation before you even consider the next step and the next step and the next step and um i think you should build the foundation first and for long enough and the habits that go with it and the knowledge and insight understanding first um, if your goals are, you know, physique related and health related, because the two actually do go hand in hand, because the healthier you are, the more responsive that your body is going to be, um, you know, to intense training and, um, you know, responding to whether that's a calorie surplus a calorie deficit or having a maintenance phase it's all very very important um so um for me uh, okay this is my experience <laughs> um so for me uh i started training about two years ago give or take um maybe a little bit less than that like i'm not counting the days the months whatever to the exact but about two years ago um i started training you know seriously as in like following a program given to me by my coach um I you know did that started that about a year ago so I've been you know I guess you could say like fucking around with the weights for two years 
actually training about one year. Um, and so when I started actually training, even though I had already been, you know, lifting weights, more like swinging around weights, flailing around weights, um, you know, I still had gotten some okay-ish newbie gains. I had also put on like a um, significant amount of body fat, which was needed by the way, because I was like coming from a very um, unhealthy place. Um, and I, you know, had to get my period back and restore my menstrual cycle, which I did. And it's been, you know, it was a very, very tough, tough thing to go through. Um, but I, you know, got I got healthy and that was like, you know, very, very important. Um, very important time frame, period of time, long period of time, really, to get myself into such a healthy position, um, because I feel like that really set me up for the long term, so that I can do cuts in a healthy way, I can do bulks in a healthy way, because I was healthy from the start of that, like manipulating my macros to, you know, um, improve my body composition, and, uh, you know, um, adding intensity to my training and progressing with that to, um, you know, to grow muscle tissue. So, um, yeah, so I start when I first started training, I was training like six days a week, which now I cannot even fathom. I train four days a week now, but I started training six days a week. Um, and, uh, that was like what my coach programmed for me. Um, and like, in my opinion, I think that was just, they were like practice learning sessions, you know, to learn the form and learn how to add weight and um, some intensity and things like that. I think it was just like practice and learning. And I got like some gains from that too. Um, but, you know, as my training intensity increased, eventually I had to switch to five days. And then five days became a lot um, because I got stronger and so I was lifting more and for more reps and um, that was just um, yeah it was just tearing me apart so switched to four days and uh, stayed there for like quite a while and I've been doing that ever since and um, four days is like my sweet spot at this point in time and I feel like it will be you know for the most part going forward just because like I feel that I can get the most out of four sessions, but beyond that is really, really tough because I am someone who pushes myself to the brink, like, or what at least I perceive is my brink. I'm sure there's more brink <laughs> to be tapped into. I'm, I know that I could be pushing myself harder, but the thing is, um, like, that's part of the uh, as your training age as your training age increases, um, you know you learn what you're really capable of. And I can say I'm like I have a much better idea now, but I know that there's you know probably several several years worth of you know intensity that I probably have no idea I'm capable of yet um, because I'm still working on form and uh, you know cleaning up some. <laughs> messy movement patterns so to speak with a couple of exercises um that are not my not my strong suits um so that's why I think that there's so much room for improvement and growth um but as far as I I'm concerned about like currently um yeah I train pretty low volume because um my training is so freaking intense that by the end of a session even if there's like you know, like seven working sets, like there's seven, 
like hard, like deadly, brutal, like falling on the floor, you know, between sets type of working sets. Um, even if there's only like seven on a lower body day, like I am so beat up <laughs> by the end of it. And like, I like that because I know that I'm working really hard and I feel that I could do probably do like maybe six working sets and still get the same amount of, you know, stimulus because again, like there's still more intensity to tap into there. Um, my upper body days might be anywhere from like seven to nine sets because um, there's more muscles in the upper body to cover. Um, and I do like an upper lower split. So like one upper or sorry so like one lower body day is like very kind of like quad dominant and then there's like you know a, a little bit of glutes and a little bit of hamstrings and then my other day is you know um just like glutes and hamstrings um so yeah so that's kind of my training split and then for my upper body day I have one that is like very back focused so that would be you know um pull-ups, barbell rows, or uh, dumbbell rows, whatever, and then something for the lats. So that might be depending on like my, um, like, you know, training cycle, because like every, you know, I don't know, several weeks, like, you know, six to eight to 10 weeks, I might switch out a movement for something really similar if one kind of gets stale, or maybe I notice that one muscle area is developing more than the other I'll switch it for something that I feel engages the muscles that I'm really trying to prioritize so that's when I may switch something up a little bit but I really don't do a lot of switching up but sometimes I will if I feel so that something is lagging and I need to bring something else up in order to balance out my physique a little bit better um, or if I try or if I just randomly try out a new movement because I'm curious and or or set up of the same movement and I'm like whoa like I feel such a much better engagement doing it like this then of course I will switch it to that but I'm not big on the whole switching it up thing because you're switching the stimulus and if you just keep switching up the uh stimulus I mean it's hard to gauge your progress because progress is progressive stimulus with the same stimulus but like better uh stimulus you know by adding weight and reps uh so yeah i hope that makes sense regarding that so um so um when it comes to like pushing myself i am very hard on myself when it comes to pushing myself but it's weird because i feel like it comes from a place of self-worth and self-love because i know what the opposite got me in the past. Um, in the past, I was very weak-minded. I was a complete coward when it came to pretty much everything. I reacted to everything emotionally. Um, I settled for the absolute bare minimum. I did not push myself in any regards to anything. Um, I was just very, very like, I can't do it. I don't deserve good things. I'm not willing to work for anything. Let me just give up. That was like who I was for most of my life. And when I started lifting weights, I discovered this other part of myself that was the polar opposite. And I had never, ever experienced that side of myself in anything in my entire life before. And that like completely 
brought out this new side of me that I had never experienced. Someone who didn't give up, someone who when they started to feel a struggle, instead of leaving the struggle because, oh, it's just too much, I stayed there and I leaned into it. Give me more. Like that was what I discovered when it came to lifting weights. And um, wow, wow. Like I, it completely changed me as a person literally just because of that because when I realized what I was capable of doing physically and I came from a very weak place um like I was like 89 pounds of death like I was not healthy I was obsessed with food super deep in you know an eating disorder like my entire life revolved around binging and purging I was weak weak (laughs) and I say that because now that I know what I'm capable of, that's why I've determined that I was so weak back then. Because I let that shit go on for like 12 fucking years. And yes, I had periods of time where I wasn't engaging in binging and purging. But I was still sick in the head. And I did absolutely nothing about it. And that was the problem. The wanting different and not doing any different. Not doing anything about it. So that's the past I came from. And in starting to lift weights, it showed me that I could be a different person. Like, I could literally flip a switch and never be that person again that I used to be. That weak one, that, you know, person who just gave up and threw in the towel for, like, like literally, like, nothing. Like, I could, just, like, in the past, the old me, you know, I could stub my toe and that would just trigger me to start thinking about, like like death. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like I could stub my toe and all of a sudden I'd be like, oh my God, like no one's going to come to my funeral. I feel so sorry for myself. Um, I'm going to be alone forever. Uh, This is it. You know, like that was like literally like I could spill my water and then I go to clean it up and I'm just thinking like, nobody's ever there for me no one ever wipes my tears away I'm always there for other people no one cares like do you see how fragile I was and I don't think that's my fault because so many things contributed to that that were out of my control so like it's very important if you've come from a similar past um give yourself some like like give yourself some validity because those experiences were so so real and you know it's real because you felt it and if you could have overcome it sooner I bet you would have so clearly it wasn't that simple clearly it wasn't that easy so don't even go you know trying to blame yourself like oh my gosh I wish I could have um changed sooner I'm so horrible I let this go on for so long because trust me I've been down that road myself and that is not productive all you can do is learn from the past and never ever ever repeat it ever because if you repeat it you didn't learn so (laughs) so now going back to currently so um let me just start by saying i'm taking an entire week off of training i have never done that ever ever i've never taken a week off in the past two years whether i was sandbagging it or training my ass on like my life freaking dependent on it um yeah i've never i've never taken a full week off that's like two years of never doing that 
that's a long, long, long time. And yes, I've taken deloads. I take deloads whenever I need to. I have three rest days a week. Like, you know, like I, I care for my body. Like I really do. But, you know, you don't get to decide. You don't get to decide how your body responds to certain things. There are ways you can influence it by, you know, good stress management skills, time management skills, um, you know, doing things to put yourself into a parasympathetic state, um, you know, like relaxation, whatever that may be for you, just taking part in activities that, you know, get you to feel calm and relaxed. Um, so, you know, those are, and, and getting enough sleep. So those are just some things you can do to control that. But sometimes there are other var- variables that come into play and it just becomes a cycle until you're no longer in control of it and you have to take a step or multiple steps back in order to get ahead and progress past where you left off. Um, So for me, I mean, it's kind of been a couple of weeks of just feeling like not good. Um, So what does that mean? Like, so in my training sessions, you know, again, I train pretty low volume, but very, very intense. And that's my preferred style of training for myself. It's not for everyone. You there, you know, there's more than one way to make progress. For me, I like that because I'm just like a very simple type of person when it comes to training. I like to just, you know, keep it basic, get in and get out, but get a lot done, but not like, like if I do a really hard, hard set, I want that to be the set. I don't want to then have to like, you know, uh, train until I can't, you know, take that set until the darkest place possible and then have to repeat it all over again. That's not my preferred style of training. I like, you know, either like one triple rest pause set for something, um, maybe like a, a drop set or maybe like a drop set or maybe like a rest pause set and then like one drop for something like a small isolation exercise. Um, Maybe like two sets of something that's like, you know, pretty stable, Um, both sets until failure if it's like a smaller movement. Um, And then, you know, but as far as like compound lifts go with a high degree of um, instability to an extent, something like a squat, for example, like maybe just a top set and a back down set might be all I need, or maybe like one top set, but a higher rep top set so that at least more reps are covered and involved in that. Um, or something like a Romanian deadlift, maybe like one set with like, you know, I don't know, one or two reps in reserve. And then the next set being like, adding a little bit of weight and then all out. So something like that might be what you would want to do if you train similarly. Um, Or yeah, so it's kind of just, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's intense, but it's also pretty simple. Um, And, you know, it's, yeah, you can really make a lot of progress doing that. Um, And so, so yeah, that's my preferred method of training. Um, So Anyway, what happened was um, last week I started to have a headache. Uh, My sleep started to really, really become... Sorry, (laughs) my dog is growling a little bit. Come here. Okay, so I started to um, have my sleep be affected. Um, It was really hard for me to stay asleep and go to sleep. And I was feeling sore for longer than normal for me like I tend to recover in terms of soreness pretty quickly 
and I was just abnormally sore um, doing the same stuff for abnormally much longer than usual. Um, I was just feeling really tired and run down and this was in a calorie surplus. So um, yeah, I was obviously fueling all of this, but I just didn't feel right. Um, so for my first step was, you know, let me pull back on my NEAT, which is non-exercise acti activity thermogenesis. So I went from 10,000 steps a day and I was like, all right, let me pull this back to five to 8,000 and see if this helps. It helped a little bit in terms of my daily, like my energy in the day, but my sleep was still suffering. And um, even though I started to feel better, my sleep got a teeny bit better, but again, it was still not great. So yesterday I had, you know, my leg day and it was really hard. Like I felt like I couldn't get properly warmed up. Um, it was really hard for me. Like by the end of the session, I usually get like some, some, you know, level of a pump in my legs by the end. And uh, I really didn't have that much of a pump. And I know that, you know, training for a pump is not everything. That doesn't always mean you had a good session or not, but um, it was just super minimal, which is just unlike me for me. Um, and yeah, and every time I tried to brace my core, when I would brace against my lifting belt or brace at all, um, you know, to keep my core nice and rigid and solid for heavier compound lifts. Um, I just got this like pounding in my head. Um, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, just felt like something was wrapped around my head and like kind of pulling on the back or like the side. Um, and it's just a lot of pressure. Each time I would brace, I would get like a small kind of like throb in my head. And I'm like, I, I know what caused this. Like I strained, I definitely strained like my, my head or my face on my second to last set of Bulgarian split squats on my previous leg day, which was on a Thursday and yesterday uh, was a Monday. So um, yeah, so that I believe was what caused it and it never really went away. And so yesterday, because I wasn't able to really brace that well, it was just hard for me when I was doing squats, like my core kept kind of like um, folding over in like a not good way. Um, yeah, like I wasn't able to get a full range of motion, you know, at all. Um, for other exercises, I just didn't feel very good. I just felt awkward and stiff no matter how well I warmed up and, you know, it, it just didn't feel right. Um, I yeah, I just felt like there was a block, like a brain fog, just a block. And I wasn't able to give what I normally would. So I decided, all right, like, I'm going to just go through the motions today. And I normally preach against that because that's not how you, you know, build muscle. That's not how you get strong. You have to push your limits when that's the goal. But I had been pushing my limits for a long time, again, with deloads and, you know, enough rest days. But my limits had been reached for whatever reason, and no matter what I did, I just couldn't keep going. So um, I decided to leave, you know, like reps, some reps in the tank and um, just finish that workout and then think about what I was going to do um, in the short term about all of this. So I really, 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 really did not want to take a whole week off from training, but just something in the back of my mind that quote 
knowledgeable coach piece of me, but somewhat intuitive, but intuitive based on um, evidence that this was needed. Um, you know, like if like the reason it was intuitive was because I'm me. So I know what I experience. I know that I'm very tough. So when I'm experiencing something and I'm making a stink about it to either my coach or myself or something, it's not because it's like a little minor annoyance. Like I am someone who like, I won't cry unless I am devastated. I will not complain about pain unless I am like, you know, like, like, you know, <laughs> bleeding to death or, um, well, unless we're talking about like stubbing my toe or my funny bone, which isn't freaking funny. I don't know who made that up, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm like very tough and I will keep my mouth shut for the most part until something really horrible happens. And that's not good. But the reason I do it is because of being invalidated or validated by the wrong people in the wrong way when I needed something, like when my emotional needs were not met. And so physically, some piece of my brain is like, well, if my emotional needs can't be met, then uh, what if I'm making up my physical needs? What if this is all made up? What if I'm actually fine? And what if I could just push through? What if I'm actually fine? And I'm just fooling myself and being a wimp. Uh. (laughs) And so you know, and just this whole, like, what if I'm being a wimp? What if I'm being a coward? What if I'm just, um, enabling me to be lazy, myself to be lazy? What if that's what this is? And, um, you know, because, like, I don't want to become who I used to be. I don't want to be average. And, um, yeah. And so when I said to my coach, the uh yesterday I was like I really feel like I need to take a week off from training and I told her everything and um you know she was like well what you could do is you know just get rid of some of the major compound lifts and just do you know your accessory movements and like leave reps in the tank and you know just keep moving um you know just to be able to mentally handle better like not training or at least training less um And, you know, she basically said, you know, it's about what you're comfortable with. And um, (laughs) at that point, I was like, okay, like, I get it. Um, I know, like, I I, mentally, I'm more comfortable with uh, doing what she suggested. But physically, I know my needs were not that. I know I needed, you know, a lot more than that in terms of rest. And so it really came down to a matter of what am I comfortable with, um, you know, and what will actually get me better (laughs) in terms of whatever the heck is going on and in terms of just being a better athlete. Now, you know, if you really think about it, what would somebody who's quote average, which is what I don't want to be, what would an average person do? You know, an average person would probably keep pushing themselves because they don't want to be uncomfortable mentally. Um, they, An average person would probably put their physical needs aside and say, you know, put their ego first and say, yeah, but like they'd put their wants before their needs because let's be real, that's, you know, <laughs> why a lot of problems exist is people putting their wants before their needs or what's the most important long-term um, And so if I was average, that's what I would have done. I would have said, okay, I'll just do what I'm comfortable with, which is just training a little bit. 
but because I'm also a coach and yes, I have a coach. So like I, you know, but I'm also a coach. So I would, I said to myself, what would I do if a, if a client came to me with all of these issues, what would I tell them? And I knew the answer right away. I'd say, look, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but like, it's going to be in your best interest to take a week off of training um, and see how that goes. And, um, you know, like just use that week off of training to focus on other aspects of your life. Um, you know, focus on doing things that, you know, ease your mind, focus on letting yourself relax, focus on um, just like doing things that don't have to do with this, you know, um, and you might feel a lot better. And you, you know, it may feel like you're taking a step back or many steps back. And you may be like, Oh, no, like, what if I lose my progress? Well, here's the reality. Regardless of what you're comfortable with, here's the reality. You can't lose muscle in a week, okay? It takes about, like, three weeks of doing absolutely nothing, like, just laying around doing nothing, complete inactivity to start to lose muscle. And, you know, four weeks and onward, you know, to lose significant muscle of just doing nothing. And, um, but if you continue to prioritize your protein and, um, you know, get other forms of movement in, like just some light walking and allow yourself to rest for a week. I mean, that's not going to do anything to your progress in terms of building muscle. Like, yeah, you might feel flat, meaning your muscles might look kind of not as full because you're, you know, not training. And so your glycogen stores are going to be, um, you know, lower. So your muscles are not going to be as filled because, you know, the training um, you know, your muscles will hold on to that, you know, glycogen when you train, um, that you're eating. So your muscles might look a bit flat. You may feel a little bit fluffy, but at the end of the day, who cares? It's one week. And as long as you're eating, you know, well, and, um, you know, taking your rest seriously, you're probably going to come back even stronger, to be honest. And that's what I feel like is true for myself. Um, so it's not even a matter of like, like regressing on progress. This is actually a way to improve your progress going forward. So I said to myself, I'm like, do I want to be a better athlete or do I want to cheat being a better athlete and feed my ego? And I mean, I knew the answer. So that's why I decided to take a week off from training. And um, today is day one of that. So I won't be training again until next Monday. And then, you know, my coach also told me that when I start my next week back training again, that I should be leaving three to four reps in the tank, which for me is really hard because <laughs> um, I know what it feels like to push so hard that I literally like, you know, um, like strain my freaking head and give myself a headache. <laughs> I mean, that's not good. But I know how to just really, really push myself. And that's, you know, the style of training I do. But sometimes you have to break your style of doing things in order to get back to doing it, but better and to not run into these issues frequently by, you know, if you continue to ignore addressing it. So what am I doing? I'm addressing it. <laughs> and um, I've only had positive experiences from this type of thing and addressing things when they need to be. So like at one point, this was several, like maybe a month ago now, um, 
but I was really worried that I injured my shoulder um, just because I randomly had some pain in my shoulder and I was like, I don't know what caused this because I'm like, my form is really good for the shoulder movements I do, obviously. So I'm like, I have no idea what this could be. I think I just might've like, I think I have a very slight um, strength imbalance in my shoulders. So I think um, I just uh, overworked my weaker shoulder a little bit too much from trying to even out the strength imbalance. Um, so that's not good. And I think that um, I just, yeah, overworked it and it really hurt. So um, I went from like literally not even being able to do lateral raises, excuse me, with like two, two and a half to five pounds on my left shoulder. Even just doing a lateral raise with that was absolutely excruciating. And so I was like, oh, fuck, I can't do this. Um, and so like I tried a couple of times to do it again and because I just to make sure that I wasn't being ridiculous and I was not being ridiculous. It hurt so bad. Um, and so like I was like, I think I should probably take a week off just doing shoulder exercises. I could do everything else, but just shoulders. And so like I, I you know, contacted my doctor and let her know about this stuff. And she kind of said what I had already what I already knew I should do. She said, why don't you take seven to ten to ten days off of shoulder exercises that cause you that pain? And so I'm like, ugh. All right. <laughs> but I was also kind of relieved because I knew what to do. But then when someone else, you know, uh, maybe a little bit smarter than me confirmed it, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. I get the green light to, you know, do what I know I need to do. But sometimes I'm so hard on myself that even if I know I need to do it, it'll be really hard for me to mentally let myself. Um, because again, when I do, my brain instantly goes back to who I used to be. Um, and I'm like, is this me giving up? Is this me being a wimp? Even though, even if logically I know that's not what this is, it's honoring my needs, not my wants, not my desire to be lazy. Cause look, I love training. Not a particle of me wants to be lazy. I love to push myself, but we, you can't do that. Like every single training session, every single session of the year, like the body can only withstand so much and you have to listen to your body seriously so like here's some things to look for if you feel that you know you may um benefit from taking like you know some time off so say you have an injury an injury or like mysterious pains that just won't like go away i mean see a professional absolutely see a professional whether um you know that's a physical therapist maybe your coach can you know contact someone they know who can give you some more information maybe you see your doctor or um you know someone who can help you because <laughs> you know if you don't feel that you're capable of helping yourself or resting long enough to know if you need more help than resting it can address then you know you just have to be willing to do something you may not have done before whether that's, you know, taking more rest or um, taking a break from training or, um, you know, training around whatever it may be um, or, you know, getting profession someone professional to, um, you know, assess the situation. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what you may need to do is, you know, check your sleep, make sure that you're sleeping a minimum of like seven hours, eight hours a night. 
um, you know, make sure that your hydration is good, make sure that you are eating enough protein and carbs and fats as well, obviously. Um, and, you know, what you may think is enough may not be because like some people, you know, might be, they may have never worked with a coach. They may not know how to track macros. And some people are out there thinking that like 65 grams of protein is enough, you know, for like um, an 120 pound female thinking that 60, 65 grams of protein is enough and your resistance training, uh, yeah, that's why you may want to work, you might want to work with somebody who can actually tell you what is enough for you, um, you know, and that's not information that we can just give you right off the bat, you know, as a coach, that's, we give you this information after we learn more information, because we're not, you, I, coaches are not macro calculators, so there's that, um, so yeah, you're going to want to look at your sleep, your mood. Are you having like brain fog? Um, are you easily irritable? You know, and also if you're a woman, track, you know, around when you get your, your menstrual cycle. Um, so you can kind of determine are these menstrual cycle symptoms or something else, you know, so you can kind of at least make an educated guess what you think it could be. Um, so yeah, and um, what is just like, what are your training sessions like? Are you progressing? Are you getting weaker? Are you feeling like you can't push yourself to the next level when you previously were able to? Um, are you just feeling like you're really just dragging through the sessions and that intensity, that fire just isn't there or it's like not really there, you know? So just be very aware of all of these things um, your, your stress, whether that is perceived stress, uh, like mental stress, other physical stressors. Um, are you spending a lot of time on your phone, like just staring at the screen? That is also stress, believe it or not. Um, so, so many things to think about, so many things to look at, but you really just have to, uh, use your common sense, but also listen to your body with the common sense and what you know about, you know, training, nutrition, and your individual self. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of where we're at with that. And um, I just want to close this podcast off by saying, if you feel, you know, if you've like never, ever, ever taken a, a week off of training and say you have like a vacation coming up or, I don't have anything going on this week, but I'm still doing it because my body was trying to tell me something. So, you know, I'm going to listen. And, um, you know, if you're someone who thinks that, you know, taking, you know, rest days, taking time off when you need to makes you just like a soft, wimpy kind of person. No, you're wrong. Because you know what's really going to be, you know what would really make you a wimpy soft person is if you do what cowards do, which is try to cheat and try to skip over doing the hard things that you don't want to do, but you might benefit and need to do. So, you know, if you want to be strong, you want to be badass, but you also want to be in this for the long haul and you want to, you know, 
care about your longevity in the sport of bodybuilding and in just building muscle, even if you're not a bodybuilder and just you just have, you know, performance and physique goals. Like I'm not currently, you know, prepping or going to compete in like the next couple of years. Like, first of all, I'm not even physically going to be ready probably or financially. So that's not even a thing. But in the meantime, I'm still trying to build muscle so that when I am ready, I'll be closer to where I'll need to be. Um, And so in saying that, like, you know, training with intensity is very, very good. But you just you can't do that every single session, every single time you train forever and ever and ever. You know, if something comes up and it needs to be addressed, otherwise you're going to dig yourself a hole and ram and cram and shove yourself into the ground. And um, that doesn't make you a very good athlete. So, you know, just give that some thought. Um, And uh, yeah, and the reason it's good to address these things is so that you can push yourself to the brink um, without, you know, so many... um, detours and annoying interruptions where you have to take a step back that's why it's so important to address things like before it becomes an even bigger problem or even preventatively like if you have to plan your deloads like when you know you're probably going to need it but you question but will I really just just plan your deloads plan your deload week because you know again sometimes you're better safe than sorry and that doesn't mean play it safe when it comes to pushing yourself, you know, with the weights and everything. That's not what I'm saying. That's I'm not saying, you know, try to avoid that PR because it may be um, difficult. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying just, just take care of yourself because without that, you know, you really don't have much. So, um, yeah, that's the end of this podcast. And let me know... If you want me to make more of these, uh, even if you don't, I will. So (laughs) yeah, um, that's that. Have a good day.